In the next section, I'm going to cover the five pillars that will help you to master delegation. But before I do, I want to cover a few of the things that catch people out when it comes to delegating, or rather, the reasons that they don't. Now, first of all, I want to talk about understanding your worth. And one of the biggest issues I see amongst people that fail to delegate is that they simply haven't figured out what they are worth. To do that, ask yourself this one question. Would you pay someone what you earn to do basic tasks like admin and scheduling and form filling? And I suspect the answer is no. In my case, I certainly wouldn't pay my salary for someone to do basic work. It just wouldn't make any business sense. And if the answer is the same for you, then stop hiring yourself to do things that you shouldn't really be doing. If you wouldn't be prepared to pay what you earn to someone else to do those tasks, then you shouldn't be doing them yourself. This is all about can do versus should do. It's really important to figure out whether you should do something just because you can. And just because you're the best person to do something really doesn't mean that you should do it. As Bill Gates says, when you delegate, you accept that it's not going to be done as well as you would do it yourself. And in fact, Shark Tank's Barbara Cochran also says that if she delegates a task and it's done about 80% as well as she would do it, then she accepts it. And it's because those guys have understood that they cannot be doing those tasks. So really, they have to delegate them. They've done that because they understand their worth. And you can get to that place very easily yourself too. The second thing that catches a lot of people out is they fail to realise that they are addicted to doing tasks themselves. And it's a pretty compelling thing, really, to be addicted to doing things yourself. You're in full control of each task. You avoid all that mess that can happen when you try and delegate things. The task gets done very well because you do it yourself. But actually, there's a strong addiction underlying all of that. Now, you might have tried to break that uh, addiction from time to time. Perhaps you've tried delegating and it all went wrong and it didn't go very well and you brought it back in-house yourself and so the cycle starts again. But if you realise that you are most likely probably addicted to doing too much yourself, then you can at least stop and force yourself to leave that cycle of addiction and become addicted to delegating instead of addicted to holding on to tasks. I want to talk about delegation by abdication because that's another reason that delegation fails for people and they go back to doing everything themselves. Delegation by abdication is what a lot of amateur delegators do. Now, what they do is they uh, write down what they want the person, let's call them their assistant, they write down what they want their assistant to do for them uh, in a brief email or a text message and they fire it across and then they expect that that assistant will complete that task to a high standard with no further involvement or management from the delegator. And that hardly ever works. Delegation by abdication isn't really delegation at all. It's really doing half a job when it comes to delegating. 
To delegate properly, you have to be prepared to spend a large amount of time providing help and guidance to the person that's doing your task. If you do that, the delegation is more likely to work. And I'll cover that in more detail later on in this audio masterclass. Now, the final thing I want to talk about when it comes to delegation gotchas is the role of your ego in delegating. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs find it very hard to relinquish control over tasks, but actually one of the major reasons for that is your ego. And that is a view shared by Gary Vaynerchuk, the high-profile founder of VaynerMedia. He's also an investor in Uber, Twitter, Tumblr and Snapchat. And he says that if you can learn to let go and realise that most work is actually not that important, then it becomes a hell of a lot easier to let someone else do it. And if you can recognise that not every task requires your precise skill level or your precise level of understanding, and some tasks are perfectly doable by a whole multitude of people. Now, Gary says that this is all about humility. He says that ego is the number one reason that people fail to delegate. Because what your ego is going to do is it's going to be the voice in your head telling you that only you can do this task to the right standard. Only you have the skills to do this task. Only you have the experience to do this task. And if you can tune in and understand that that's your ego talking and realise that actually your ego doesn't really want you to get ahead. Your ego's not really thinking about where you want to go. It's not really thinking about your ambitions. It's really just thinking that it wants to maintain your sense of self-image that says everything relies on you. Once you realise that and you start letting go of your ego and perhaps start ignoring it a bit more, you'll find that it's much easier to delegate because suddenly those tasks won't be precious things that you're handing across to someone else who probably can't do them you'll be doing it in a in a slightly freer way that allows you to really be a little bit more open with risking those tasks on other people and once you do you'll start seeing that you get a lot more done that way now look there's another misconception that i want to cover before moving on to the five pillars of delegation And that's that most people think that successful entrepreneurs and leaders have an assistant because they are successful. But I actually did a lot of research on this when I was writing my book, The Hard Work Myth. And the truth is that one of the first things that entrepreneurs and leaders who later go on to be very successful do is they hire an assistant. And they do that in order to be successful, not as a result of their success. In fact, out of the very high profile entrepreneurs and uh, some of the world's billionaires that I looked at, they had all hired an assistant very, very, very early on in their business, even before really they could justify the cost of that. The reason they did it is they knew that delegation was going to be a critical part of their success. This appeared to be instinctive in them. And they knew that if they were going to delegate, they had to have someone to delegate to. And so they went very early on in their businesses and they hired an assistant. Now, I've got an example a bit closer to home. I want to take Penny Pike. 
Penny was Sir Richard Branson's assistant right almost from the very beginning of the Virgin Empire. And we're certainly talking way before the Virgin Empire that we know today was created. And he went out in almost the first week of setting up his business and found himself an assistant. Uh, later became Penny and she played a critical role in Virgin's success and growth. He knew just how important an assistant was in freeing up his time so that he could focus on the task that really mattered and would be able to propel the Virgin business forwards. And if you look at any of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, you'll see that they all have one thing in common, an assistant. Oprah, Steve Bezos, Bill Gates, they all have one and they've all had one from very early on in their careers before the success that we define them as. For successful entrepreneurs, having an assistant is an absolutely imperative investment and they don't try to do it without one because they know they couldn't do it without them. An assistant isn't a luxury, it's not a status symbol, it's not someone you hire because you've made it. They are an essential if you have ambition for your business. Now look, this may sound really simple, but I'm saying it because so many people get this wrong. Once you have your assistant, you can use the five pillars of delegation. And the five pillars guarantee delegation success. These are the pillars and principles that are widely used by some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. We're going to cover them in the next section. <laughs>